Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Lauren Abrams. She hosts 52 Weeks of Hope, the podcast where leaders, healers, and others discuss overcoming challenges and manifesting dreams and how you can manifest yours too. Messages of Hope. It comes from Lauren's own dark night of the soul where she emerged knowing she must tell her own story and that you aren't alone. As seen on Good Morning America and ABC News, Lauren is the founding member and managing partner of Employee Rights Law exclusively protecting the rights of employees for over 22 years. She is also surviving life with two eye-rolling teenagers, two happy dogs, and a fabulous life partner, and not necessarily in that order. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Uh, Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It is so great to have you on the show. I mean, I, I love stories like yours, especially knowing that you have this dark night of the soul that I alluded to in your bio that I'm sure listeners are intrigued, you know, what could that be? And how did you emerge from that knowing this story that you must tell? So tell us a little bit about that. Okay, well, everyone goes through it. Nobody goes through this life unscathed. If there was any way I could have jumped around it or anything else, yeah, I would have. But when I went through my, and I'm somebody who's always grateful. I do gratitude lists. I, in fact, exchange gratitude lists with my friend and she corrected me. I talk about it on my podcast a lot. And it's actually been 14 years that we've been exchanging them daily. And other friends have come in and she writes hers at night. I do mine in the morning, whatever kind of attitude adjustment. And, and so I'm always grateful for my life and my health, just everything that's in it. So I was really surprised when I went through my dark night. So I didn't know that that's what it's called, but evidently that is what it's called. And so when I went through it, because like I said, the only way through is through. Um, and I got to the other side. I was like, what the hell was that? Because I was just, it just really surprised me. And then I went through the, why are we here? You know, do we just go through these things and, and all of that kind of thing? And I thought, I'm going to ask that question. I'm going to go and ask a much older demographic. What have you gleaned from living life? They say nobody on their deathbed wish they worked harder, made more money. So I want to know. And I started doing that. I decided I was going to ask a person a week for a year, my own, just for me, what have you tell me? And I started doing that. I just started going and I, I call it my DIYing. I'm not a DIYer, but that's as close as I get to doing that. And people would divulge really personal information to me. I'm not a shrink or anything, but they would really, they would, they would tell me. And after about two and a half months of interviewing people and I'd go home and sometimes I'd send my best friend, what I, the information I got. And sometimes I always wrote it up in my own verbiage, kind of funny, not making fun of them funny or anything, but just writing it up. And um, after about two and a half months, I noticed there were some common themes. And I was like, this is so rich. It's so good. I need to write this. I have to share this information with others. And I thought I'd write one of those books where you open it up and you're like, you just randomly open it up to a page and you're like, this is just what I needed to hear. Or you close it and you open it again. You're like, that's just what I need to hear and call it 52 Weeks of Hope. 
And then the pandemic hit and everything locked down. And I started podcasting, which is really random. I mean, I pivoted. That's what we do in life. We pivot. But I never really even listened to podcasts. Maybe Brene Brown sometimes, but nothing. Some Oprah, if I needed like to be uplifted in some way. But anyway, and then I wasn't confined to LA. I could talk to leaders from all over. And uh, it's just kind of over the years, kind of evolved into all different types of people. So that's the evolution of 52 Weeks of Hope. Amazing story. And for your day-to-day sort of business, right? As an entrepreneur, you are the managing partner of employee rights law. What is that? Because not everyone listening works in the legal field or, or knows sort of the the types of legal claims that employees can have. So talk us through that part of what you do a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I've been practicing law for, I guess, 25 years. I represent employees who have been discriminated against, wrongfully terminated, retaliated against for complaining about protecting their rights, that sort of a thing. But I generally just, I love talking about my podcast and writing about that. And (laughs) that's generally... These days, what lights me up a lot more than my law practice, because during the pandemic that got, I don't know. I mean, I've always been busy in my law practice and I'm always of service to my clients and I always help people. But the last couple of years, that isn't necessarily what lights me up as much as it used to. It it always had until it hasn't as much anymore. So that no one really thinks of lawyers as being sort of in a lifestyle business, right? So how do you balance being an attorney, but also having this podcast and working in this completely sort of different world that's not legal at all, it's probably a lot more fulfilling or fills your soul more for sure and and helps people in such a different way. I mean, in both cases, you're helping people. If you're helping an employee defend themselves or assert their rights against an employer who is is not acting correctly and you know is not doing things legally, um, you're helping someone in a profound way. If someone is listening to your podcast, they're getting a completely different kind of help and assistance and and motivation from you. Absolutely. And I mean, I will say there's certain tools that I've always used and that always looking out for somebody else. So I'm always, will this help my listener? And in my office, it's always, will this help my client? And I'm not a mill. I'm very picky about the cases that I take. And so it's always being of service and helping others. That's always my framework. So that's where they come together. But people have always asked me about balance because for years I was a single mom raising my kids. And in fact, as I became a mom, I started hiring associates because I wanted to see my kids. (laughs) So there's always been that whole balance. And I do a lot of service outside of both of those arenas. I, I believe strongly in giving back in the community and to individuals in lots of different areas. So um, I think it's really important. And I will say in interviewing elders, the older demographic, being of service to others is a huge part. What brings them joy and in the blue zones where people live the longest, the healthiest and the happiest, because really, why do you want to live the longest if you're not healthy and happy? So it's very much because of community and love and service, which is why they thrive in the blue zones. So I don't know if you're familiar with blue zones, but that's a big part of it. So I, it's really important that we don't isolate and that we have that sense of community. It doesn't mean you have to be in this huge community. It means we can't isolate. 
It's super important. Texting doesn't count. It's really important that we see each other. And I say this all the time. And yet I now work from home. I am alone. My kids are in college. <laughs> like I am in, I am alone a lot. So it, I make appointments to like see people are always like, you want to have lunch? No, I'm so sick of eat. I, I, but how about if we go for a walk? Like, and I, those are non-negotiables on my calendar. And so there's a lot of people listening that have a full-time job or we could call a day job or their current job, maybe right. a corporate job, something that they feel they can't really leave in order to start something new and start a venture, maybe write a book, not, start a yeah. podcast, start a business, start coaching others. But not true. you know, you may not true. <laughs> you're proof of that. You're proof of that. So what advice would you give to someone who feels that if they have a day job, they can't pursue another endeavor of the soul? Absolutely. It's, you can do anything you want, anything at all. I was taught that and and it for people who's like that feeling like ah, I'm jealous. I wish I was doing what they're doing or that life's passing you by and things like that. I just started doing these free confidence and clarity boost sessions, I, a whole separate podcast that I've started. They're 15 minute sessions just because anybody can do anything. Even if, so if you've got 15 minutes that you can put towards that dreamer goal, just 15 minutes, it creates energy in the direction of that dreamer goal. If you had told me a few, five years ago, oh, you're going to be podcasting. I, I would have been, yeah, right. Or you'll be, I could see me writing a book. Like that I could see when, who knows. But like, I still, but I think I don't have time. I would always tell you, oh, I don't have time. Whatever you tell yourself, you're right, first of all, because there's enough time for anything you really love or believe in. And if it lights you up, you have time. You just do. So if you start putting 15 minutes a day towards that, because you have 15 minutes, you're creating energy. And there's ways, there's ways you can do that. Look at who's doing what you really wish. You're so jealous of them because I know that feeling. And who's doing it? People love telling you how they got where they are. Send them an email, call them. That's really ballsy. I mean, that is. So just call them and follow it up with an email. Hey, I left you a message. I'd love to just pick your brain to see where you got to where you are. Nobody really does that. If you are the one that does that, they're going to remember you. And then put a note on your calendar for two weeks later and do it again. People love sharing their story. And you start creating energy in the direction of what it is you want to do. The universe rises up to meet you and it starts a snowball effect. And then you let other people know, people who will support you. Do not tell the people that are going to be like, why are you doing that? You want to tell people who are going to support you and rally around you and be like, that is amazing. I agree. You know, it's the people you surround yourself with. And I love that you, you said, instead of, hey, let's do lunch. You're like, you know, we've been eating enough. Let's go on a walk. Let's go sit yeah. at the beach. Let's go for a hike somewhere or or even just uh, let's walk around, you know, that museum or there's all these. I just recently. met someone at a museum last week. That was her idea. I wouldn't have come up with that one. I saw something. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope it's not boring. That was my head. Don't listen to your head when it says anything negative. Just be like, thanks for sharing and keep going. <laughs> okay, I know. Go I, I recently went to a, a comedy show and it, it wasn't stand up. It was actually a sort of French mime clowning. It, I, it's hard to explain, but it was absolutely fabulous. And I, if my friends didn't say, hey, come to this show, I don't know if I would have just sought out tickets to this particular show. And afterwards, as we're walking out, it was myself and a couple of friends. I said, you know, I need more art in my life. It was so nice to sit and watch performing arts again, because I realized pandemic and everything, I hadn't 
sat in as many live audiences. Like there just weren't that many Mm -hmm. opportunities for a few years and then just never really got back into it. But there is a sense of connection that you get when you sit in a room with people chatting face-to-face, watching live performance of some kind that there's no way you can get sitting at home on your sofa watching a television show, right? There's no comparison. Yeah, I'm nodding my head. You can't, no one can see, but I'm nodding along with you. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. So for you, what is next? You've got your amazing podcast, 52 Weeks of Hope. You have a second podcast you just told us about. What is on your dream board for the next year or so? Well, I've I've still got both and I still love doing both. And I'm putting on a workshop and which is new for me and which is a continuation really of what I'm doing with this second podcast where I help people just help them get started because I figure if I'm doing this, other people can too. And they're like, how are you doing this? Just the question that you had just asked and help them get started and to create some community behind it. Also, I'm a big believer in having an accountability partner. Because that really helped me having somebody that I'm accountable for when I say I'm going to get something done and I meet with them next week and they're accountable to me too, that we each got our things done. And what's really great is having somebody I don't know as an accountability partner. And it's really, it helped me get my podcast going. And I had somebody who stuff that was really stressing her out were the contracts, which I could just read through and help her. And what was stressing me out was how to say things for my podcast, the titles and the descriptions. Well, she used to be at Vogue and a few other magazines and she knew all the stuff about social media and how to word things. So it was nothing for her. So of course the universe matched us up perfectly and I didn't really know her. So when I said I was going to do certain things by the time we met the next time, the people pleaser in me wanted to have it done. (laughs) And we would text each other and she helped me and I helped her. And So having an accountability partner is huge. So I'm making that, I'm just going to match people up. Let them, it's just very important. And for your own accountability, how do you find that you prefer to have one or two accountability buddies or accountability friends? Or do you like the mastermind method where there's like a bigger, wider group of people that meet together to kind of combine their mental power and their, their energy motivation ideas? Well, right now, I think both. Right now, I'm in a group of podcasters that I really, really like. I think I found the ones that are best for me. So, and everybody meets once a month. And then there's another time where they meet. That's a much larger group. And I like listening to everybody's ideas. I didn't even talk much. We met this morning and I was just listening and kind of soaking it all in. And other times I'm more participatory. It just kind of depends. So, and then I have somebody else that we're accountable to each other also. So in that group, we just, we do that for ourselves. It wasn't like an assigned thing, but when people are starting with something new, like I was in the very beginning, a few years ago, it was, it was important to get it off the ground that I had an accountability partner. And tell us more about your workshops. You you spoke of workshops. Are those live? Are they in person? Are they online? And when did you start doing that? And what was the catalyst? Okay. So the catalyst for that is people asking me for accountability partners. How did I do this? And wanting to see each other. And so it's virtual, but I do see myself doing them in person. I'm only going to do them a couple of times a year. My husband wants to see me. <laughs> So yeah, these will just be offered a couple times a year. It's March. I'm not sure when this is going to air. So 
It's March 24th through the 26th. It's virtual. I've got the most amazing speakers. And there are people that I've interviewed that I really connected with. So I've gone to enough of these over the decades that I, I know what I like and what works and what doesn't. So just to keep it moving and to keep whatever you start over that weekend and really get it going and have it continue. So if you have something you really want to do and a dream, which goes to your original questions to me, you get to get started, get it going, take the first few steps, and then we keep meeting for the next three months. So to make sure you're doing it, not, not like a teacher or like nothing punitive. It's just like to make sure it's like great energy to like, do you need to pivot? Do you need to tweak this at all? To use for lack of a better term, <laughs> just like, you know, what do you need? How can we support you? And it's so hard to do any of that as a one person show, right? Yeah, because exactly. Even... It's so much better when you have people to talk, like minded people, we attract the people we need to. So I just, I really do believe in all of that. I'm big on meditating and um, I'm also taking it. I just started a two-year meditation, mindfulness meditation teacher training course. So that's something else I'm doing. And so how does someone connect with you? If they're like listening, thinking I need to connect with Lauren because either the workshop speaks to them or they want to listen to your podcast or just learn more about you in general, where would they go? Everything is at 52weeksofhope.com, the number 52, 52weeksofhope.com. And uh, all the episodes are on there. There's even a quiz about self-sabotaging and how to take care of that. Or you can sign up for the free, just 15-minute confidence and clarity boost sessions. Lauren, as always, you are an amazing person to listen to because you bring that that moment of inspiration and also just a reminder, right? Reminding us to connect with each other reminding us we're not in it alone and that trying to accomplish something without the support and help of a circle of, of confidants around us is just an impossible task or it can feel so daunting, you don't even start. And so I love what you're doing. I love that the workshops really help bring together people that will serve as accountability anchors for each other and for everything you do and bring to the world. I thank you. And I thank you also for being on the show today and sharing of yourself. Oh, thank you so much. You're such a great example yourself of that life is to be lived, not to be watched on the sidelines. So thank you so much for having me as a guest. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one -on -one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.